Sometimes it's just a simple question, though.、Mm. Miriam, thank you for your offer. Would that be your starting offer, or have you got some room in the tank because you do have some competition? Oh, oh. I love that. I'm just now I'm like. Every agent can tell you what you want to hear.、Mm. You're going to get a million dollars for something that's worth eight hundred thousand. Really? How are you going to do that? Have you got a magic wand? <laughs> do you have an auction tip for、uh, for people wanting to buy a house that's going to auction? What what should they be doing? On auction day? Yeah. Yeah, don't bid. Oh. I'll get someone. Till later. Oh, oh what? Everyone wants to post when they're having, you know, the gold cutlery the and all that one, sort of stuff,、yeah. showing that hey, my, this is my lifestyle. You go there once a year, and <laughs> I do this every week, which they don't. Yeah. But I don't mind. We're at Hungry Jacks, and so many people liked it, loved it, laughed, commented,、yeah. s- sent me texts and phone calls、yeah. and stuff like that. I, I thought it was, I liked it, but、yeah. it's real. You see all the time, friends have tried to do real estate, and then all of a sudden, a year later, they're not doing it anymore.、Um, why do you think so many people、uh, can't get forge a successful career in it? In 2015, I won Eastern Suburbs Salesperson of the Year. Okay. And I remembered some whispers from some <laughs> other agents or, or people that said, "Alexi is starting up an office." <laughs> no, no, they said. How do you tell them they need to renovate the kitchen when they just <laughs> renovated it? <laughs> um, let them get spooked. Yeah. Then yeah. come in at seven twenty-five if it's about to hit down the hammer. Every now and then, when there's dead silence <laughs> and we're really focused, they'll do the screen. I'm very good as an accountant now to spot、um, who are the fakers and who are actually legit. Yeah, definitely not faking it.、Mm, no, if, you are not. And if you ask, that's why you're on this podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and I appreciate it. Welcome to the Sisters That Slay podcast, featuring Mim, Fez, and Beef, also known as Miriam, Talitha, and Feriel. We are three sisters building our mini sister empire and bringing you on the journey. We're passionate about learning and growing from those that have been there, done that, ticked the box, won the prize, and have the scar. Real people, real stories. We uncover their secrets to how they are living their best lives and push through their lows. Dream the impossible and make it your reality. One life, the critics. You got a sisterhood that want to see you slay. Hello and welcome to the Sisters That Slay live at the Pod Booth. And what a session we have coming up! I'm going to introduce to you Alexi Brokers. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Did I get your surname right there, Brokers? Is that right? Yeah, you、yes. got it. Awesome.、Perfect. Absolutely. And also the one and only my sister. <laughs> hey, hey, it's your girl Feriel. Boom! We turned that perfectly. We're here, <laughs> and、uh, we do have another sister, Shalitha, but she is getting wheeled around in the hospital today. <laughs> she broke uh, her uh, foot in uh, a footy <laughs> incident. There we football. go. AFL、yeah. football, yes. And、um, has been out for a few weeks now. So hopefully she'll return one day. Maybe. Maybe. Yes, her <laughs> session is the most listened to session so far. So hopefully, hopefully she'll be back. Yeah, but it's all about Alexi today. Yeah. So Alexi, who are you? Give us your elevator pitch. Gosh,、uh, real estate agent. <laughs>、uh, been selling for about nine years now.、Uh, won a state award in two thousand twelve, two thousand fifteen, and been top three in the state for the last four years in a row. Yes. And in the last twelve months, we opened our second real estate office in. McGill Road, Beulah Park,、mm-hmm. and we've been there for 
365 days approximately. Oh, wow. And we've got our one-year birthday drinks next Friday. Ah. So for those who aren't going to Greece yeah. and can make it. I was like, where um, is my invite? <laughs> we look forward to seeing you soon. But invites have not gone out yet. They'll probably go out in the next two days. Yeah, you got to get it out like the week beforehand. Yeah, Friday before, yes. before Friday drinks. Otherwise, normally our parties, yeah. people come at seven or five and don't leave till like, 12, yeah, one, two. We, that That's was right. us one time. Yeah, but we you did there. have the premiere at your opening. I saw. I was doing some Facebook stalking and saw, I saw that coming up. So congratulations on that. Thank mm. you. Yeah, so it was a good night. I will clarify. Alexi is – so I, I said this before, but I'll just say it again. Whenever I talk about Alexi to people, because a lot of people know Alexi, I'm like, Alexi is the best. Yes. I just love him. Yes. And it's not in like that type of way. It's just in a total amount of respect yeah. uh, for how you carry yourself you're a genuine person and you're killing it in yeah. real estate um so we'll start off with how we first met and mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool story and i think it's also key as to how you grow your network so i put on an event with andrew morello actually i can't remember what it was about but it would have been about somehow selling the dream living the dream <laughs> something like that um and in rocks alexi mm. about 10 minutes late or something he <laughs> wanted to make an entrance um not sure <laughs> <laughs> Always but push for time. Alexi, and then the beautiful Ali as well. So do you remember that first time, like that first event that we had or? I do, I do. You, you had a little packed place there yeah. on South Road. Yes. Um, yeah. Quite a few people, which was good. Yeah. Andrew Morello was there, which, you know, flamboyant guy, mm-hmm. great energy. Yes. And I instantly thought, I loved your energy, by the way, also. And I thought, you know what? I like these guys. Yeah. Next time they have something on, I'm definitely coming back. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the key thing as well is if you do meet people at events, like connect with them on social media and just keep in touch. There's no point now just getting a business card. Um, it's find them on LinkedIn, find them on Facebook and just connect. Yes. And try to get with them more often than not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Now we're going to get do some lighthearted getting to know getting you questions. Getting to know you questions. So what Great. is your biggest Dirtiest business secret hack. <laughs> God, biggest dirtiest secret. That was the. Hack. Uh, do you want me to remind you? The song. The music. Yes. yes. Okay. So uh, sometimes real estate can be very like challenging. Mm-hmm. It's very enjoy- enjoyable, but yeah. um, obviously there's plenty of times where you're just feeling a little bit spent, and you know you've had back to backs, and oh yeah, your your brain's sort of frying, and then you mm-hmm. think I need a recharge. Yes. So often we'll be sitting in the, the office that we got there on McGill Road and um, we've got a Sonos system and mm-hmm. it sort of goes to your phone and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And actually, I've got two now. I've got a second one. For okay, you. okay, go for it. So we love. every now and then when we're feeling a little bit like we want to have a bit of a pep. Yes. We play the Facebook song. <laughs> okay. Play the Facebook song well, for on. us, Alexi. into the Facebook yes, song. Yes, please so the, do. The, the, i got a young boy working with me in his 20s and I've got another boy in his 30s, obviously. And uh, yep. the boy in his 20s loves or did love to be distracted. He's got a girlfriend now, so it's not so distracted. <laughs> but there was an attractive girl on, on uh, Facebook and she was dancing and l- looked amazing. Right. But the, the, I was more excited about the song. I thought the song, that I love that song. Mm. So I said to the boys, go find that song. Yes. So about an hour later, they found the song. Yes. It was not easy. Productivity through the roof, an that- hour looking for a song. <laughs> <laughs> you may hate the song, but every now and then we crank that song so yeah. loud and I think people three doors down can hear it. Oh. But let's yeah. go. Let's okay, play, play it. The song. Put it into the speaker. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get into this. 
typed we typed the computer a little bit harder. Oh, okay, cool. Tap our feet a little bit. So it's like tap tap tap. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, can that, you just play that like softly in the background just while we keep chatting? It's actually really cool. I love it. And your second, maybe turn it off, but <laughs> your second. Distracting me. Uh, was there another biz- a dirty business no, secret of, 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 that late, was it? of late, yes. unfortunately. Now the boys are trying to You're get some You're blaming the humor. boys, well, okay. We're sitting in the office and they've got this really loud screaming voice. Yes. So okay. through that system again, every now and then when there's dead silence <laughs> and we're really focused, they'll do the scream. Okay. Oh, cool. And you, the scream you- is like, where's that coming from? <laughs> and for a moment you think someone's behind you about to stab you. <laughs> so, so we've got some footage and stuff like that and oh, we record them and cool. people crap their pants. So you're it's a bit of a nice. prankster office. So when you? a client's coming in, you're doing a deal <laughs> and all of a sudden, scream. <laughs> That's the most lighthearted stuff that we probably do. Yeah, oh, cool. Okay. I, love I love it. We need to get a sound yeah. system going in our office. That sounds fun. Yeah. And favourite childhood celebrity crush? <laughs> that was Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Oh, On, beautiful. I can't remember the show. Um, what is it? The, the witch one? Oh, God. No, no, no. Um, before that. Before oh, that. before that. Oh, yeah, lovely know. girl, lovely girl, and you, yeah, attractive, <laughs> nice, all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, cool. And your number one travel tip. Mm. Travel tip. Yeah, yeah, work really hard before you go. Get heaps of stuff done so that while you're away, you don't have to do too much. Make sure someone's managing it here mm-hmm. for yeah. you yeah. and have a really good time while you're away. Yeah. And rest, relax, come back, energise. I remember going to Europe for about six weeks. Wow. It felt like I had six months off. Wow. Because you're so used to not having any break and within – Obviously, after six weeks, it really did feel like I had. Did you half do this during off. your real estate career, or was it prior? No, I did. I did wow. early days, about three years in. Yeah. Okay. I Could just, you take six weeks off now? Do you think? Oh, I'd struggle. <laughs> 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 I take six days off. <laughs> yeah. But it depends on the time of year. So, like, yeah. if it if it's end of December, early January, no one's buying. They're buying, but it's still it's light enough that there's not huge amounts yeah. going on. Yeah, right. But we still sell probably three or four over that break. Okay. Oh, there you go. And favourite quote? Mm. Oh, actually, I mentioned this to someone recently. I spoke with a lot of successful people and uh, had a boy in work experience. Yes. And uh, we were challenging each other with quotes and all that sort of stuff. And I actually had a chat with a childcare owner, mm-hmm. a very successful one. You should have him on your show. Oh, yes. And uh, he said Absolutely. if it were up to him, he'd love not to have childcare. Because he'd love to the, for the children to be brought up with a family and all that sort of stuff, but that's not mm-hmm. always possible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, my favourite quote was uh, Jackie Onassis said, no matter what successes you have in life, she said, if you bungle raising your kids, you have failed. Oh, I really good. like that. I bungle that. raising kids? Bungle, as in stuff up raising your kids. Correct. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. important. Actually... Should we just quickly introduce? We've got Chelsea. Do you want to come in? Just quickly say hello. Put your face on the camera, Chelsea. This is what we're doing here, bringing the kids in. Say hello. This is Chelsea, Miriam's daughter. And we've also got Nikki. Do you want to quickly say hello? Hello, Nikki. Hey, hey. There we go. Seeing how it works behind the scenes. She's your older child. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Just another sister. (laughs) We just got sisters everywhere. sisters that slay. Alrighty. And daily rituals, habits. For peak productivity and performance, what does your day look like? What are you doing that just keeps you going? Always start the day with a good shower. Yes. Mm. And Cold shower or hot? Not a warm shower. Okay. But I do right. sit in the shower. I sit, meditate, shut my eyes. Like yeah. you sit it's down all- on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh wow! Oh, it's okay. almost like an extended have you had sleep. A bit. Chairs at all? <laughs> there are, but no, I don't do it. But I see it relax. It's sort of meditation. Get yeah. into it. Then I'm. Um, forward thinking of my day and mm. what's coming up and how I'm going to tackle it, Ooh. which I've already done probably the night before regardless. Yeah. But normally I make my first appointment 9 a.m.-ish mm-hmm. yeah. and then just lead into the day probably till, you know, later in the day where I'm negotiating or setting up appointments or meeting buyers or doing a show through. And then end of day is probably the last appointment, maybe 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, whenever it leads into. But last night finished up 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. got home. Didn't have anything to eat. Luckily, Noah, my colleague, bought me a Subway oh, at about 7 p.m. Good on you, Noah. Well so that was good. Yeah, I was happy with that. That was my dinner last night. Oh, wow. Boys are looking after you. Yeah, that is good. It's 3 a.m. and you can't sleep. What is keeping you up at night? Normally, uh, yeah, work. <laughs> but thinking about, yeah, negotiations, how I left off the buyer on the night before or how I left the five buyers during the day yesterday and who I get, needed to get back to and which house still needed to be shown and what time I was going to open it. And wow. So yeah, do, do you things. like scribble down notes or what do you do if there's something like I do it sometimes like 2 a.m. like, oh, well, I need to do that. And I just like send off myself an email. How do you keep track of? I say it a few times, knock my head on my pillow, which my mum taught me. Okay. And then hopefully by the time I wake up in the morning, I still remember it. But often I email myself stuff. Yeah. 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 And I, once I email myself stuff, I've got the notes on there and then. I've always got it saved, so I never yep. miss anything. Mm. Mm. Always well wired, done. switched on. Yeah. How yeah. do you chill out? Do you yeah. ever chill out? about work-life balance? Do you get that at all? <laughs> yeah, work, work and family is pretty much a balance. Mm. Like, yeah. I try to eat well so I don't need to train too much. I try to do everything at a brisk pace so I'm still sort of burning energy. Yeah. Um, but it's really just family and yeah. and work and maybe some events and stuff like that, but not at the pub three nights a week or something like that, like yeah. back in the in old the day. days. Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Back in the not. I was never days. at the pub, but okay. I was at know, the nightclub. You do things. Yeah, nightclub. <laughs> what different. were you doing? <laughs> and now what was your first job? Pizza Hut. Ooh, Pizza Hut. Tell us. 14 Tell us. years old. Ooh, now, were oh. you Hungry Jacks? Yes. Okay, so Hungry Jacks. My first interview was at Hungry Jacks. Mm-hmm. My mum took me in there. She goes, you have to get a job. And I thought, okay, do I? Wow, I, I feel like I'm 10 years old, but I was 14. I love your mum. You have to get a job. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But I wanted to save for my first house. So oh, I wow. Knew that At 14, you were saving for your first house? Yeah, at 12, I realised that yeah. I wanted to buy a house. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. property. I could feel it already. And then 14, I thought I could work legally. Yes. Yeah. So Hungry Jackson went there and um, they... Took my details and stuff like that. I said, look, we'll call you. We don't have anything at the moment. They didn't know talent when they saw it. <laughs> they didn't at that stage. But they did call me later to yeah. say I had a job, but I'd already been employed at Pizza Hut. Ooh, okay. And I love Pizza Hut. I felt like it taught me a lot. And yeah, it was okay. a Pizza Hut restaurant, not a delivery one. So you'd, uh, you'd serve people, you'd do drinks and, you yeah. know, take the meals and all that sort of stuff. It was, it was a dining. So yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And what did you learn from your Pizza Hut days? Like, what is, what is this Pizza Hut? You learn, as you would know, working at Hungry Jacks, learn to do things efficiently, mm. quickly. Yeah. You couldn't do things over and over again. You had to, like, get it done once and it's done and then move on to the next task and or repeat that task a hundred times throughout the night. So it taught you to be really sharp. Yeah. yeah. And your sta- you often mention your Pizza Hut days still to your staff and go, let's do Pizza Hut style. <laughs> exactly that. And just pump out some work. So years ago, the boys are like, well, what's... Pizza style. <laughs> and I said, Pizza style is like 
we got to work really quick because we've got about half an hour to do three hours worth of work. <laughs> and that means do things 10 times faster. Yeah, yeah I love that. Because back so in the pizza hut days, you spent $5 and you could get unlimited pizza, pasta, and there's lineups everywhere. Salad and dessert. The, you guys had to work hard. <laughs> we did. We had lineups literally 50 metres long. Where, where was this? What Anzac pizza? Highway. Anzac Highway. Yeah. yeah. So Anzac back Highway. in the good old days. A dessert bar, dessert. ice cream. Oh, the great. works. Yes. Yeah. So where, what, how, how much were the lineups? Like, did you have a few people there or...? Fifty meters long, like literally from from literally waiting to be seated, and and we we sat about hundred people in the the place what? at least at wow. least it was a big dining restaurant, yeah. yeah. And the lineup would go literally down the corridor, out the door, and around the corner, wow. and it was insane. And you're like, my god! I love how so like a bunch of fourteen year olds are just running into it. <laughs> so good. So yeah, I mean like, that's amazing. But shout out to all the fast food workers. Yeah. That started their journey. Yeah. Put a comment down about where you started working uh, as your first shout one. Shout out to anyone from Pizza Hut. Let us know if you were there. Maybe did you work with the Lexi? Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to know oh. what it was like back then. So <laughs> obviously you've moved on from the Pizza Hut days. How did you uh, fall into a real estate career? I bought my first, well, 12, 12. My dad was a builder. My mum was very much, you could do anything. So she, we used to do open inspections. We'd look at places. We were building a house. At so, 12 years old? Yeah, she'd take wow. me. And I, I reluctantly went at that <laughs> stage, but I caught the bug. Yeah. After uh-huh. a short period of time, I, I love the architecture. I love the stonework. I love right. all the high ceilings, pressed metal, all that sort of stuff with a lot of the character homes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I, I really want to start preparing to buy a house in the future. Yeah. So I did. 14, I started saving. 15, I bought an arcade machine, put it in the shop. So I had that little bit of entrepreneurial, wanted Whoa. to do something. Started Side hustle, arcade yeah. machine, collecting your dollars. I've got two pinballs at home and a, and a stand-up, like some old games. Okay. Um, what? So I did a little bit of that, but then started saving money at 14. 17, mm-hmm. I got a corporate job at Telstra, was there for about 15 and a half years. Mm-hmm. But at 21, I bought my first house. 23, I bought second. 25, I bought my third. And mm. I bought probably... 20 or 30 more since. Wow. Don't hold them all. I sell them and yeah. or hold them for a little bit or turn them over or whatever. And Did you renovate up. some of them as well? Or? Plenty. plenty. Okay, cool. But I got that bug as well. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed the process of, you know, selling it in the end. Yes. Of which I sold my first two through agents and then I started selling my own privately. Ah, uh, there you go. So then I got the bug with selling. Because mm-hmm. you realised you could do it better than the other ones or you just wanted to give it a go or...? Both. Yeah. Yeah, no, like we sometimes you can't do things better than you can do on your own. But I realized that, hey, I think I had something to offer there. So I thought I, I'm going to put my little stamp on it. Yeah. But m- one of the big ones was when I thought, I thought, you know what, I'll get p- other agents to do it. Because I, I had the first two done through someone else and I had the next five done through myself. Mm-hmm. Great results. Yeah. I thought, I'll get the next agent to do it again. I'm too busy. I've got not much time. Mm. They came in and said, Alexia, I think your property's worth about three hundred. I'd bought it for about two seventy. That property now is worth probably a mil. Wow. But we're talking back then yeah. numbers. Yeah. So two seventy, I did a little reno on it, seven grand. I didn't spend much. And then the agent came through and said, Look, you're looking at around three hundred. And I said, Three hundred? I said I said, I, I, that's pretty much what I bought it for. I said, It didn't look like this before. Real big difference with a small amount of money. Anyway, long story short, he said, oh, you know, you probably get what you paid for it just a little bit more. Mm. So 300 was a number. Within four weeks, I put it on the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sold it for 400. Oh. So I felt. Gun. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to did lose. Did you celebrate that night? <laughs> I did, but I was more disappointed that 
had I trusted that three hundred was it, yeah, I would have lost a hundred thousand dollars. So then I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to do this full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did the real estate course in 2008 and then joined real estate in 2010. Yeah. So 10 was the first full year. Okay, great. Mm. And um, a lot of people start out in real estate. Like you see all the time, friends have tried to do real estate and then all of a sudden a year later, they're not doing it anymore. Um, why do you think so many people uh, can't get forge a successful career in it? It's mega tough. Yeah. Like mm. it's... It's a difficult job in the sense that you're seven days a week and early starts, late finishing, uh, 80 phone calls a day, business planning, marketing, always thinking of how to improve something. Like it's dead set nonstop. Mm-hmm. But the main one is you to get something to sell, you need someone that's going to trust you enough to give you something to sell. Yeah. And when someone's got a half a million dollar property or a $200,000 unit or a $2 million house, yep. it's pretty important. So they're really going to trust whether you are the best choice for for that to happen. So as much as someone says, "Hey, I've got, I'm really good at selling jeans or shoes, or you know, I worked at McDonald's or Pizza Hut or whatever it might be." <laughs> I worked at Pizza Hut, so you should choose yeah. me. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm gorgeous. I got a beautiful smile, or whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. But mm. the person has to then elevate to a level where that owner trusts you enough to say, mm-hmm. "I want to sell position. my million." Yeah, correct. Because mm. because you can literally be the difference of. 50,000, 100,000 or, or not selling. Yeah. yeah. How do you get people to build trust um, in you? Always going above and beyond. Yeah. Or always trying to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. So if there's minimums, I want to exceed them. Yeah. I want maximums. And I think we can just even see that. Like when we went to your office for drinks, you were like making sure everyone was catered for and looked after. You're the one getting everyone's drinks and things like that. And you'd expect, you know, the staff do those types of things, but you were there like just making sure. Hustling, yeah. Yeah, no, it was being hospitable and just really caring and making sure we all were hydrated. (laughs) I like, I genuinely like serving people. Yeah. And helping people. Mm -hmm. So. And I like people and I love property. So when you mix it all together, it sort of works. Perfect. But some people think that they're above serving someone. But yeah. I love that. If someone feels good and you, you had a great night and you walk away going, that was amazing, mm. then that mm-hmm. makes me feel fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because you're such a nice guy. That's what we were saying beforehand. We're like, you know, Alexi's just such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that definitely comes down but to But I think that's probably that. hard to find sometimes in the real estate mm, industry. Very as hard. Well. Mother, yeah. not going to fly too much. <laughs> be yourself. Yes. Okay. And- I do some real estate speaking, for example, with classes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I yeah. often tell people if if you're a great person and you love helping people and you you love property, then fantastic. But if you're trying to mask any of those, you're not really a great person, you don't really like people or you've got not an, a deep interest in property, then it's probably not for you. And mm. I tell them from the start, maybe do something else. Mm. Yeah. Because you, you'll lose energy or you'll lose patience. Right. And you'll get found out. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And what was the reason for starting? You've got now your own office. Um, what was the reason for starting that one up? Yeah, we, we live in the east mm-hmm. and, and our eastern office is McGill Road, Beulah Park. So yes. close to Norwood, close to the city, such easy travel everywhere. But a lot of my clients and demographic is in that eastern belt. Right. Mm-hmm. And in 2015, I won Eastern Suburb Salesperson of the Year. Okay. And I remembered some whispers from some <laughs> other agents or, or people that said, Alexi's starting up an office. <laughs> no, no. They said, how does he win Eastern Suburb Salesperson of the Year when their office is on Anzac Highway? Uh, mm. yeah. So I thought, okay, well, it's always a goal of mine anyway. I'm going to open it up. So we opened it up on the eastern side, but it's close to home. It's close to my networks, close to yep. all my clients. I mm. love it. 
What's yeah. your five-year goal then? Where, where do you want to be in five years? Oh, big question. I know. Mm. He hasn't big. prepped this one. <laughs> to be honest, lots of successful colleagues yeah. mm-hmm. and a beautiful big team that is all succeeding in climbing the mountain together. Yeah. So not so much a personal goal but more of a, mm. a team goal. Yeah. I want, I want yeah. those around me to go yeah. up as well. I love that about you, Lexi, because you're always talking about your team and how yeah. great your team is. You're such a team player. Every, Very cool. And we get onto social media down the track, but like all your photos on social media, you've got like your team with you as well and it's um, really awesome to see how they're developing. I love my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do. So how do you develop and grow your team? What are your secrets there? We spend so much time together, so it's not it's not too difficult to sort of bounce everything off each other and, and grow together. So you don't have to put too much extra in, in, energy into it because we're always doing it naturally. Yeah. But my team is brilliant. Like the females, the males, all the crew, they're ready to give extra mm-hmm. for everything. They're yeah. seven o'clock appointment in the morning or a, or eleven p.m. finish at night. They're there and they back yeah. it up the next day, day after day. Mm. I think you just. Uh, and one thing, this probably hasn't happened to you, but I've had like just superstar team members that have gone and wanted to spread their wings, do something else. And I think just an important tip is like still keep in contact with them, still love them because you never know what might happen. Yep. Um, and they might, you know, come back to you. Yeah. So have you had that ex- experience yet or are yeah. your team pretty loyal still? I had Ali Ochen from The Bachelor working with me and yeah, she's, yeah. she's lovely and she's gone on to she's bigger gorgeous. and better things and yeah. very happy for her. I had... Uh, Jess Warland, like a lovely young girl that was 17 when I hired her. Yes. So I'm all, all about giving youngsters a chance yeah, also. Yeah, 17. And she on. gave me two beautiful years and, and plenty of great stuff and yeah. she's gone into other things and I still love all the people that are with me and not yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. And what's been your most biggest epic fail Ooh. and what did you learn? Oh, God, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Corporate fail, not... Like I try any not to focus t- any on any fails. Oh like, yeah, so you just, at all. You just like, like you block it out. Like, yeah, like it, it wasn't a fail, fail. It was a learning. Yes. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yep. And it was probably a learning that got me to something better. So yeah, really, absolutely. not huge fails. So you're not dwelling on your fails. Never, okay. never. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Pizza Hut days, just get over it. <laughs> if, correct. If the pizza yeah, wasn't move done. on. Move on. <laughs> Customers always right. <laughs> okay. But yeah, soccer was one where I felt like there was a window there where I had more of a chance to make it than what I did mm-hmm. and okay. um, I do remember one particular night where I you know I started rolling up to training late and I was with the first team at Adelaide City and getting a training gig there and I know they were having a look but I'd sort of got to the point where I, I didn't want to do it anymore because I I did want to do it but I I had three years in a row with summer winter summer winter summer winter mm-hmm. so I hadn't had a break and uh, I remember one particular night there I'm training in goals and the team started looking to their left or right or, and they noticed two young girls turning up to training. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two young girls sat right on the sideline, <laughs> like literally almost on the pitch. <laughs> they had crop tops on and short shorts and I, I looked over and I thought, oh, no, I knew them. Yeah. And they were waiting for me to finish training. So, yeah, I had distractions and um, I think the coach could see that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't go as well as what it should have or could have. So, th- mm-hmm. I think that was a big fail in my life, but it taught me to be focused. Right. And if you want something, you've got to put everything into it. You can't do half of it. Yeah. Half of it won't get you there. All mm. of it's what's required. Yeah. I know for – we all played uh, tennis and that's probably one of my <laughs> – I'm not really that talented, but, you know, it's always like, yeah, why couldn't I make it as a tennis pro? Mm. Um, but, you know, tennis probably not cut out. 
yeah. for it. Well, the thing that I like about tennis over soccer is like tennis is if you don't win, it is all you yeah. and it's all your prop mental training in soccer. If you don't win, you got a team. it's the whole team. So there's positives <laughs> and negatives to that. Well, I was a goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, oh, you just blame the goalkeeper. The goalie, the so most you, important person. So, so we could blame so you. you. Went, if you were distracted, you let the whole team down. Correct. Correct. If I wasn't on, like, yeah. yeah, anyone on the pitch can make a mistake and they've got someone to back them up. Yeah. If I make a mistake, it's yeah. a goal. So I had to learn pretty quickly that, hey, that ball goes in the net. Yeah. Don't dwell on it. Focus and push forward. Otherwise, I'm going to let in five more. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. I think goalkeeper is probably like one of the toughest ones. Tough. Mm-hmm. And also when you're doing the penalties and you miss a penalty, then, you know. But you never expected to save the penalty, really. So, I actually, I, I like penalties. Yeah. In, more, in more than one game, I saved two penalties in one game. Wow. <laughs> you're good the fun. penalty king. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Watch those girls, though. And, yeah. <laughs> Note to self, if you want to distract Alexi or the no, 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 no distractions now. Yeah. Family and work. That's mm. it. Correct. And what is your wow factor? Wow factor? Mm. Yeah. Wow. X factor? Yeah. I changed it from X factor X to factor. wow factor because for I was like, that's, that's so like, not so modern. So like 10 years ago. <laughs> I guess experience, maybe. Yeah. Lame answer, maybe. But experience, mm. you need, if you've got the experience and you're good at what you do and, and you're, you've got the skill and the talent, plus you're prepared to work harder than the next guy, mm-hmm. I think that's the wow factor all in one. Because yes. often get asked, what's the one magic ingredient? Mm hmm. The reality is there isn't one magic ingredient. Yeah, no. It's about 100. Yeah. And if you do 99 of them, you're, you're probably okay. If uh-huh. you think you can get away with doing 70 of them, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Or you're not going to make it to the top of the mountain. You're going to make it maybe a third of the way up. Yeah. And how do you, in real estate, how do you manage people's expectations Ooh. when they, I mean, I can think of some of my family. They think they have a million dollar house. Yes. They have million dollar views. Yes. yes. And they're waiting to retire on this nest egg. Buy of the century. And, um, <laughs> you know, we might want to buy their property, but they think it's worth a lot more than what it is. Yeah. So how do you manage just people's expectations? Over with, expectation. Yeah, people's expectations with property. Well, one thing I said about three years in, mm-hmm. I said I still to this day haven't met an owner that maybe didn't want more than their home was worth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it's everyone. It's everyone. It's not just your mum and dad or, or yeah. your uncle and auntie. But, yeah, whether they're European, Greek, Italian, Australian, <laughs> Hungarian, whatever nationality, Chinese, yes. Yes. they're always hopeful of could my property be worth more than what I think it might be. <laughs> and the reality is maybe it could be if you're thinking that it's realistic. Yeah. But if you're thinking that it's totally too high and optimistic, then you sort of almost got to say to them or, or demonstrate to them and show them some data that your house is lovely and I think a lot of people are going to buy it, yeah. but at the wrong price, no one's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I always say, at that number, we're going to have all of Adelaide wanting it. Yeah. At that number, we're going to have no one wanting it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they say, how easy is my house going to be to sell? Great yeah. question. At at $50,000, <laughs> I'll sell it to anyone. Sell it to me. Sell it to me. But at five, Give it to me. At $5 million for something that's not worth $5 million, Do you want cash or credit card check? You'll be for sale forever, no matter what you do. Isn't there going to be some Chinese investor that wants to buy it? Yeah, everyone's dream. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. And do you have like a big success story or is there a proud moment where you've helped a client and be like, yeah, I got them that result? All the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, like most of the... 
most of the times that we're selling something because you're always we put in so much energy before we even list the property. Right. Yeah. Like Alexi, what do I do here? Do I paint it? Do I do the? Do I do some flooring? Do I do some garden or do I put it on just as it is? So there's normally a, a lead in where you're helping them intensely to say, mm-hmm. do this, don't do that. Yeah. How about this? Providing them with trades and people and contacts, and then also the marketing and all. So it's, you've got a lot invested when you're in it. Mm-hmm. So every time the deal gets done, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. But I remember back, a lady that had a property that she was hoping for a certain figure. Mm-hmm. She had no money to fix the house. Yes. So I invested with her to try and fix the house. Actually, mm-hmm. the ninety-one year old lady. Oh, wow. True story. Yeah. Wow. Parkside, she needed four hundred thousand dollars to move into her nursing home. Yep. And her property is worth in the presentation that I saw about three fifty. Mm-hmm. It was only a little town- townhouse. Yep. I invested eleven thousand dollars of my money mm-hmm. to help her renovate it. Wow. With an agreement that she'd give me the money back mm-hmm. at time of sale. Otherwise, she couldn't get that no. four hundred bracket to move out. Yeah. So anyway, got that done, got referred to a, via a lawyer. The lawyer trusted me. The lawyer put me in front of her. And then I said, the only way I'm going to get that is if we do some work. Mm-hmm. So we did the work, $11,000 worth, and we sold it for 417000 Wow. So paid for my expenses, mm-hmm. plus she got $400,000 yeah. net or above $400,000 net. Yeah. And really she needed a $400,000 sale price and then the net. You know the commission taken mm-hmm. out, so mm-hmm. she was actually positive, way yeah. positive. Wow, that I like is that outside the box thinking just yeah. to make sure you're getting results for your clients. That was a memorable one. Yeah, and so Afero and myself have a keen interest in property. We we're always <laughs> looking at the market. We also bought our first houses when <laughs> we were very young in that too, because <laughs> you know I'm a property expert here. <laughs> and one of the things I like to do is just watch how real estate agents interact with me yeah. and when we're putting in offers like the first when I've I bought my most one of my re- most recent houses like they didn't even try and haggle me up at all so yeah. it was kind of like we put in an offer and then it was like oh yeah such and such got it so we missed that house mm. so we put in an offer again and we're like yeah you got the house and we're like, wow, if the vendor realised, because the whole game is, you know, you put in a lower offer and then you can go a little higher. Yeah. But some real estate agents are like, yeah, let's get a sale. Let's make yeah. this happen. I don't really care. I get my commission. Um, so what should people be looking for when they're choosing a real estate agent? Mm. Great question. Mm-hmm. Um, normally so- someone that you feel is going to fight the fight for them. Yeah. But in, in a way that... Hopefully, you, the person you're putting in front of the buyer is likable enough that that buyer is going to engage with them yeah. and trust them and work with them and be happy to obviously sign and sign up and do a contract and buy the property. So I think you you need someone that you feel is going to represent you in the way you need to be represented. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. Not don't. Yes, they need results potentially, but mm-hmm. you need to make sure that they're the person that you want. And that you can feel that they're the right person. Yeah. Because some really every agent can tell you what you want to hear. Mm. You're going to get a million dollars for something that's worth eight hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Really? How are you going to do that? Have you got a magic wand? <laughs> you know. So yes. anyone can tell you a high price. Yeah. Anyone could offer you a low fee. But reality is, you need the right person helping you to get the right result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the fee's lower, but it might end up costing you fifty grand more because they didn't try like their hardest with the sale type of thing. Correct. Mm. So is that a warning sign when someone has low fees? What are, what are some other warning signs? When they don't answer their phone or, or yeah. call you back or mm-hmm. um, 
return an inquiry, for example, they're big warning signs. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like uh, if I was to choose a real estate agent, I would do undercover buying myself yeah. and go yeah. along to one of their other listings, mm. walk around because you sometimes you go into um, you go into an inspection and they're trying to kick you out. Mm. Like if it's like one minute past the deadline, they're like, "Sorry, like this is now closed." And I can understand fair enough they might have to go to the next one, but it, like I am look like a serious buyer, so you know <laughs> I get. Like kicked out. Yeah. I'm like, if the vendor knew what was going on here, they might. Um... But that's an indication of service levels, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. And those hundred things that I said that you need to be doing really well, all of the hundred of yeah. them. One of them is allowing enough time between your opens. Yes. Which can extend your day. How mm-hmm. much do you allow? Plenty. Depends where you're like going. Like an hour. Well. 15 minutes? I allow enough time for me to get to the open 15 minutes early yeah. and allow enough oh, time okay. for me to get to stay at the open 15 minutes after if uh, required. That's a good idea. And then whatever gap you leave in between is allows you to get to your next open. But yeah. it just sometimes it means you're starting at 10 mm. and you're finishing your last open at 4. Yeah. Whereas someone goes, you know what, I'd rather start at 12 and finish at 2. But they've got to cram in so much more. So yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. So, yes, I'd rather difference. start earlier, finish later, but allow myself plenty of time throughout the day. Yeah. Get the lights on, get the heating on, put the candles on, roll out the red carpet, make sure you're there early enough, make sure you're comfortable and set as well. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just turning up and being frazzled, opening the door yeah. whilst people are coming people in behind you. Plenty of, uh, plenty of open inspections, exactly like how you've just described. That, yeah. that in my opinion, is poor. Yeah. yeah. You should be there earlier. They, they mm-hmm. should feel like they're walking to a, a home as though you're hosting yeah. a dinner party mm-hmm. when everything's prepped and ready, lights are mm-hmm. on. Everything's ready to roll. But yeah. do you know what I do love is I do love the bad real estate agents because generally you get a house at a good price. <laughs> I know one time, yeah, we bought a house at like council rates As or a something. Buyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, did, they once again, they did not haggle or just try and increase the price at all. Um, so, yeah, I know I keep an eye out for those terrible ones because they're the ones you usually get a property with. Sometimes mm. it's just a simple question though. Mm. Miriam, thank you for your offer. Would that be your starting offer or have you got some room in the tank because you do have some competition? Oh, oh I love that. I'm just now I'm like. And then the competition part puts a little bit of pressure on you to say, oh, God, you know, yeah. I, am, I am putting it in a bit low. I do have some room and I want to let him know that. Otherwise, I don't want him to sell it to someone else. Yeah. So it forces you to say, yeah, yeah I do. Mm. And really, yeah. it's not it's not a trick or a secret or anything like that. It's just literally having a conversation with someone to say, yeah. Miriam, there is other interests. Yeah. You're at 320 or 550 or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Have you got room in the tank? Because I don't want you to miss out for five or $10,000 and you told me you would have paid that. Yes. Yeah, we share it on another one, but one of Farrell's first properties, she got it by $500. Yeah. There you go. I, um, <laughs> I hanged up with a real estate agent because he tried to up my offer price by $500. I was like, I'm not fooling for your tricks. <laughs> I hanged up with him. And I'm like, hang on, I got it back. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. You'll do it, you'll do it. <laughs> That's been a right performing one. Yeah. Um, another real estate one. So my friend was interested in a River Shack property and then all of a sudden he didn't get interested in it. So then I, my mum started then bidding on it because we were like, oh, we might be interested in it then all of a sudden the only two people that were bidding on it was my friend and my mum and the real estate agent was saying oh there's other people interested and we could fully I will just like yeah we know who the other people were so we could see the whole thing playing out and the real estate agent did not know that both the two bidders like knew exactly what was going on so what are the secret types of like tricks that we need to watch out for for with 
with real estate or the how do we best <laughs> yeah how do we best manage the buying process honestly do you do your research Mm-hmm. If you're selling, do your research. Know know what's sold around you so that no matter who gives you advice, you sort of already prepped yeah. and tuned. Yes. And try to do it without the owner hat on. Mm-hmm. Try try and do it as if, what would a buyer look at? What would so a- it's not your baby that you've lived in and Correct. that you've yeah. decorated with the lovely- And you've had so um, many memories. The lovely- <laughs> Purple tiles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pink room. What's yeah, wrong pink with room. purple tiles? <laughs> with a bit room. of purple here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would look great in your house. <laughs> how, do you, how do you have that? So do your research. Do your research. And as a buyer, yeah. do the same. Yes. So if, if you're looking for a particular type of property, know, know the market. Yeah. Do plenty of research before you're buying. Get on RP data. What what do we do? Real estate. Real estate.com. Okay. Look at all the opens. Yeah. Find out in the sold properties. See what it was advertised for, what it actually sold for, maybe how long it was on the market. Then you can see what the variances were. Mm-hmm. Quick question. How often are you on realestate.com.au? Like every day? Hours? Fairly often, but yeah. m- most often it's our own property. So you're sort right. of immersed in your own stuff. You yeah. re- you're really doing your research at particular points in time yeah but we're yeah we're always on do you have like alert set up like that send you i don't i know plenty of people do but yeah no i don't Mm -hmm. we still have alerts going yeah forever for anything now how do you tell an owner and have that difficult conversation that their kitchen renovation is a not uh they need to appealing. Pay. How do you tell them they need to renovate the kitchen when they just renovated it? That <laughs> um, <laughs> not everyone loves black kitchens. How do you tell them? You, you don't tell yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> if you get in early enough, you can give some advice and get it tailored yeah. the right way. But if you're coming in late in the piece and, Miriam, I've just done everything, nothing more for you to do. I've got no money left. Go for it. It's sort of almost pointless to a degree to criticise too much true. other than to say, hey, we could have done with a new kitchen or we could have done with a new bathroom, but I love the way you presented it. Oh, we've done the, that's You've good. done the best you can and we've yeah. got to work with what we've got. Yeah, so but true. can we influence anything else that doesn't cost too much money? Maybe declutter a little bit. Yeah. Right. Maybe put some throws like, or- How do you get those- How do you get decluttering? Them, how do you tell them, get all your crap out Easy. of the house? Easy. Easy. What do you do? Get the family photos down. Have to. Well, yeah. family photos, for example, yeah. number one, they're a distraction. Mm-hmm. People come in and they're distracted oh, by- Oh, I totally look at them. I, yeah. Yeah, I actually, look, yeah. I was like, oh. Wait, so do you take them down or do you get the owners to do it? I No, I encourage them to take it down. Yeah. But number one, distraction. Number two, I want I need them to picture themselves on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need them to feel like they're walking to their home, yeah. not someone else's. So yeah. if they're a single couple and there's six kids on the wall, <laughs> yeah. they're clearly walking to someone else's house. Yes, yeah. that's so a very good point. Two reasons, distraction and I need them to feel like they're walking to their own home. Mm-hmm. So, And then when the owner understands that, they go, Alexa, that's great. That makes yeah. sense. I'll get rid of them. Just educating them. I love that. And the boxes, I say, with a declutter, mm-hmm. three boxes, one for goodwill, yep. one for keeping, mm-hmm. one for turfing. That's yep. it. So you walk away with at least 50% of your stuff that you didn't have before gone. And very good points there. I've ne- we've always just bought property. We've never sold it yet. But mm. I am thinking about I've got an underperforming property. It was the buy of the century. <laughs> Said the real estate agent. It has not increased in value. <laughs> Ten years ago. Um, <laughs> what What should I do in deciding whether, what do you think I need to think about whether I buy it, sell it or keep it? Okay. Um, if you've got something that isn't performing as well, if it's your home, it's a different story. You, no, you live in it, you love investment. it. I don't care about it at all. Then if you don't see the next 10 years or five years of having some reasonable growth, mm-hmm. which is what you're trying to buy as an investment, in my opinion, yes, 
then maybe let it go and try to find something where you think it's going to be closer to the city or maybe within a particular area where there is some room for yep. growth or subdividable or renovation or something where mm-hmm. you've got different tiers of what you can do with. Yeah. Yeah, and get out and get in. And so if we have made crap property purchases and then it's like, do you see that sometimes blocking people from trying again or how do we, like how do I, I mean, obviously, obviously bought property since then, but I'm real, still real, a little bit bitter about it. Do I just cut off my losses? What do you tell people about it's property hard. when they've had bad experiences? It's hard and I get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you buy a property or someone does and they go, well, everyone else's property's gone up and the paper says that it should double every 10 years, for example. Yes. So they're hearing yeah. all of this and then sometimes if, if they see they've only made a minimal amount, they go, I'll hold it for another 10 years and then I'll make some more. Yeah. But they're just putting themselves in another holding pattern mm-hmm. where in that 10-year period they might buy something else that does double. Yeah. And it might be just that that particular one didn't do so well. So get out of that one. Yeah. Buy and sell in the same market. Cut your losses or your smaller gain and then get mm-hmm. into something where mm-hmm. you'll make some true money. Well, we've found the most the properties that haven't performed have either been in rural or just been too far out of the city. Uh, what do you think a good what do we need to look out for to get to purchase a good performing property? Yeah. Best to be as close as you can to the city while still being able to afford it. Yeah, so like so do I go for a house a little bit further out or unit closer into the city? If I had the choice. Oh, that's a tough question, Miriam. So units, <laughs> a house in unit- Marion or a, well, a house a little bit further out or like, so that's my option now. I've got a house out in the sticks not performing or do I just buy um, a unit closer to the city? Well, you said house in Marion. I'll take the house in Marion. Yeah, yeah. Over that's a subdividable. Unit. That's a subdividable area. Subdividable growth near shopping centres, near, okay. near the ocean, close, somewhat close enough to the city. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a good one over and above a, a more beautiful unit, for example. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. My last question about property, which um, a lot of them are, a lot of the big American guru business people are telling business owners to be renting and not buying. Um, and I don't know what this what they're supposed to be doing with their money. What? How do you feel about renting over buying strategies? Well, now with rates so low, mm-hmm. you know, three and a half percent. If you're borrowing three and a half percent on a four hundred thousand dollar purchase, yeah, you're looking at about a twelve thousand dollar you know, interest, for example, your rent on a $400,000 property might be $400 a week. Yes. So it's costing you six, $16,000 a year. Yeah. So it actually makes more sense to buy something now. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, if you're buying something, then hopefully there's some room for growth. Yeah. yeah. Or there's depreciation or there's tax savings. Mm-hmm. You know all about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's sudden boom, boom. tax advantages <laughs> to renting, to yeah. buying. Um, But, yeah, I think you've made some um, good points there. I think probably the thing that stops people from being able to buy is just saving that that deposit. Mm. But we've helped so many clients, you just got to have a few years of knuckling down, living Mm. in with your parents, living in with some friends, not going out, not boozing every weekend. You can go out, just not spending money. Yeah. Sorry. Not doing well, the online much. shopping, oh, okay. not going on the overseas holidays. Delete your online shopping app it takes, today. It takes about one or two years and almost all my clients that have done this have got themselves into the property market. Yeah. yeah brilliant. So what are your tips for a first home own, first home buyer? Much like Miriam. Yeah. Save, early days you've got to save your money. Yeah. How and, do you save your money in Alexi language? <laughs> well, I, my saying used to be and still is, yeah. it doesn't matter what you earn, matters what you do with what you earn. True. So you could earn half a million dollars a year. If you blow it all, yeah. then you have always have nothing. Mm. But you could be on $50,000 a year if, you, if you're a really good saver or if you're living at home, for example, and you're trying to get into your first home, 
live at home. Mm-hmm. Get some support from your parents if you have it. Yes. And then save as much money as you can. Mm-hmm. And maybe be conscious about what you're spending your money on. Mm. Yeah. So I remember in one 12-month period, I, my earnings went up as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I went from 13000 a year as a 17-year-old and then turned 18 and went to 24. And I was Just like, wow. Heart somewhere else. No, that's at Telstra Day, okay. corporate. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, jackpot. <laughs> anyway, that year I spent, let me spend all my money. And I thought, <laughs> what did I spend it on? I got my tax return and I thought, where did that go? Mm-hmm. And I, when I realised that I couldn't really add it up as well mm-hmm. as I thought, mm-hmm. I counted for some of it yeah. and there was a massive chunk I couldn't, I thought, Wow, I've got to be more conscious of what I'm spending money on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I can be a bit more relaxed because I've, yes. I've done the hard yards mm-hmm. and I can be very generous and do what I do. But back then when I needed to get into the market, you've got to be conscious of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And is there a book that you think everybody should read? Oh, God. I, I Facebook? Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your program true. on Facebook. There you go. Just follow you guys. That's it. There's a recipe. Well, you <laughs> is there a book <laughs> that you've read and like, this has changed my life? No. No. no I, I'm a movie guy. Uh, oh, what movie? Oh, okay, what movie what has he, changed your life? Sure, like, I love inspirational, inspirational <laughs> yeah. movies, okay. like um, you know, Forrest Gump or something yeah. like that, or mm-hmm. you know, where he's Red got challenges. Red. Can, is that it? Yes. Correct. He that changed your life? Um, Did Jerry- you want to run? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah. Show me the money. Yeah. <laughs> Which was not right. <laughs> show me the money doesn't work. You know, uh, show me how much you care yes. and what you, how you help me will yes. work. But show me the money won't. No. Yeah. But that that show, that movie alone, gave you s- so much insight to how you should or shouldn't behave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. when you say books, that I get it all in a two-hour movie. Yeah. yeah. Love it. We've had yeah. a, quite a few people that love inspirational movies. Movies, yeah. And has there been a greatest fear that you've had to overcome or along your career? What what sort of fear have you had to sort of get over? Um, originally, to be honest, originally was be- getting into real estate was a fear that if you were good at what you did, I knew that you'd have a lot of your time and energy taken away. Mm-hmm. So I knew that if I worked how I wanted to work and service levels were high and all that sort of stuff, I knew that I, my time would be taken away, and, and it has. Yeah. So that was a real fear for me, but it was also a passion for me to, mm-hmm. to do it. So yeah. I'm happy that I'm doing it. And, we, you know, we sell one or two houses a week now, yeah. which I'm very happy with, but it just means we're getting more wins and more results for clients, which mm-hmm. makes us fully satisfied. Yeah. And what is your secret to selling? How? Because every day on Facebook, you're selling another property. I know. Um, sold, sold. How did you learn to do sales and, what? yeah, how did you learn sales? Again, I think it comes back to service. Yeah. Like I think if you're a high service individual and you're, you're doing the best you can for your client, whether mm-hmm. it's buyer or seller yeah, and preferably both, mm-hmm. then you're going to get the job done. Yeah. But you've got to, and you've got to do it in a way that's real. Mm-hmm. So Pizza Hut, I also, obviously I refer back again, but I worked at uh, restaurants after that and I worked at another you know, family pizza bar, for example, you, you, the service levels have to be high. You've got to be there for your client. Yeah. If they feel that, if they know that, then success will come. Mm-hmm. But presentation, performance, preparation, all of that, there's so many things that need to be put in that cake mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And do you have a secret to closing? What is your secret to closing the deal? How do you get them over line? What's, your, what's Alexei's little trick or word sentence not trick no skill <laughs> yes <laughs> really it's more about helping again yeah if if a buyer really wants something mm-hmm. i let them know I, i'm here to help you get it yeah but i need you to get to a level where 
obviously the owners accepting where you're at. Mm -hmm. And if they under understand it and appreciate it, that you're not just pushing them for the sake of pushing them, mm -hmm. but you've got an owner and a, and a buyer, and really both parties need to gel together. Yep. Once they realise that, yeah, okay, he is helping me, mm -hmm. or, or I, I do need to get put that extra bit in because it is worth it. So yeah. you, you just got to educate a little bit, help them, and then get the transaction happening, and the buyer's happy, happy, and the owner's happy. Mm -hmm. Love that, mm -hmm. and you do it in such a genuine way. Yeah, there was no nothing really too confronting about that. There's no mm -hmm. trick. No, mm -hmm. there isn't. If a buyer wants it, we're here to help them get it. Yeah. If a seller wants to sell, we're here to help them sell. Mm -hmm. So where's the there's no where's the trick? Mm -hmm. The yeah. trick's not there. The trick's there if you're trying to do something that's a little bit shady or, yeah. or unethical. But for example, but I don't think you need that. I think you can be clear yeah. and open and transparent and get it all flowing. What are some unethical things or what are real estate agents not allowed to do just so that we're aware? Um, They're not allowed to like list their prices lower than what they are, is that right? Or Okay, there you go. Yes. Yeah, if you've um yeah, definitely you you can only advertise a range within 10%, mm -hmm. for example, like 500 to 550. Yeah. You can't do 500 to a million. Cuz <laughs> someone goes, "Oh, well, where is it? 500 or a million?" Yeah. Yeah. So it's the 10% range. That's yeah. one mm -hmm. thing. If your owner says to you, I won't accept less than 700,000, you can't then tell people at the open inspection, put an offer at 550. Yeah. Yeah. Or I think they might accept 600. Mm -hmm. They really want seven, but I think yeah. six might get it done. That's definitely not the behavior you should do because your owner's clearly said 700. So you've got to follow yeah. the owner's instructions, whether you believe in it or not. You can say, Miriam, the asking price is 700,000. We are presenting all offers, put something through. But you can't lead them to a, a lower number than what's on the agency agreement yeah. because you're not doing what your owner wants. Yeah. And another thing, um, I do a lot of work in eastern states and auctions are just part of the game there. They're not as big here. Are you run auctions? Do you run auctions or how? what happens with your sales? We've run some success, successful auctions, but you've got to choose your property that you're going to auction. And yeah. in a tough market, your auction might be not your number one choice because- mm. You may have less buy a buyer pool, for example, and then the financing's tougher. So you need someone to bid with confidence. If they don't have the confidence, then you you can have a dud auction. Does there need to be a minimum deposit for auctions, or? There normally you try to just have it be as much as it can. Mm. They used to spruik ten percent, but no one comes with. Or very rare does someone come with ten percent. Yeah. But if it's a solid amount, it's with very it, rare. Do they just pull out the ten percent cash out correct. of their pocket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder why. <laughs> but yeah, twenty thousand dollars on a half a million dollar per purchase might be okay. Yeah. fifty thousand on a on a million dollar purchase would definitely be okay. Mm -hmm. So that more towards five percent. Yes. Okay. But you want to cater for everyone. And do you have an auction tip for uh, for people wanting to buy a house that's going to auction? What What should they be doing on auction day? Yeah. Yeah. Don't bid. Oh, I'll get someone till later. Oh, see what? how see how it plays out in oh, front okay. of you. Well, oh, okay, well, so, okay. So just, just hold, watch. just hold. So just like, don't be the first person to bid. I I think I'm all, I always hold to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the bidding. <laughs> Hopefully the bidding starts, for yeah. example. But if yeah. it starts, let it play out. Okay. See where it plays out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And maybe don't put fuel on fire. Just wait. And yeah. Once it starts, starts so true. holding. Let them get a bit of fear of. Oh, it's stopping. Does that mean I'm overpaying? Let them have that fear. Yeah. yeah. Then if your budget is still eight hundred and the property's stalling at seven twenty, mm -hmm. let them get spooked. Yeah. Then yeah. come in at seven twenty five if it's about to hit down the hammer. Oh. So I feel like it let the hard work happen. 
let them challenge each other and then sort of come in the end and try and take it. Oh, that is a Just like they do on the tip. block. Yeah. In their auctions. I don't really watch it anymore. Does it, is that what happens? Not sure there. None of us watch it. <laughs> the block. Do you watch TV, Alexi? I don't have much time yeah, for TV. But I yeah, I did, I did watch the block years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the first season. Yeah. But don't watch it anymore. And yeah. social media. You are one of the most consistent professionally posting people besides myself um, <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Where did you learn your seat? Like, where did you learn to do this? And do you have any strategies behind it? I wasn't even on Facebook. And one of our admin team put me on Facebook years ago. Mm -hmm. She said, Lexi, you need to be on Facebook. I Mm. said, what is it? Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't really have time for that. I've got so many things to do. But I think once I realized that, hey, it's a free website, it's a free branding, it's Mm -hmm. a free someone can research you without you even chatting with them or knowing, I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And so we post... My solds, I post new properties. Yeah. Uh, we post anything positive, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're trying not to oversaturate it. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we, when we're selling, we put it out there that we've done it. Are you posting once a day or what do you do on yours? No, maybe three times a week. Yeah. And okay. I loved it. One of yours, you're really authentic. Like one time you're all in suits and you're posting you're having a hate Hungry Jack's <laughs> business lunch <laughs> meeting. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's the type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was it? Like your classy dining or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, burgers and brainstorming, I think it was. <laughs> For real, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we, we had a property around the corner and this was in Modbury Way. Yeah. yeah. And um, we were hungry and we had, we'd had set aside some time that we had to do this business meeting. Mm-hmm. And rather than go, I love the Mayfair, for example, and yeah. like some nice restaurants, but I don't care where we eat. If the food's okay, I don't want junk food too often, but yeah, we were close right. to Hungry Jack's. So I thought, let's just go there, yeah. spread out. No one's there. We'll, we've got time on our own. Yeah. And I, I said, let's do a post. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wants to post when they're having, you know, the gold cutlery the and all that one. sort of stuff, yeah, showing yeah. that, hey, my, this is my lifestyle. You go there once a year and <laughs> I do this every week, which they don't. Yeah. But I don't mind. We're at Hungry Jack's. And so many people liked it, loved it, laughed commented sent me texts and phone calls and stuff like that i I thought it was i liked it but it's real do you Mm. have people pretending to live a life that they um don't actually live or anything like that do you see that a lot in real estate on social media Mm. yeah or just like like flashy Uh, everything but behind the scenes it's all a bit of bs do you see that a bit in in your industry or yes Mm. (laughs) yeah can i can i tell you how and why yes every real estate agent always rocks up with the most fanciest car yeah so you only need a few things to look like you're making it in yeah. real estate, right? Mm-hmm. But the number one factor is that it's a 20-day course. So no matter what you were doing in life beforehand, you do the 20-day course, you get your accreditation, and then you're a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Provided you can go on a line with someone, you pop your, let, you pop your card in their letterbox, or you send them a flyer, or you meet someone, and you say, yeah, I, I work for you know, McDonald's, or I work for Hungry Jacks, or whoever it might be. And the person says, oh, yeah, I know them. So then you've got an agent there that maybe doesn't know anything about real estate. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know what they did beforehand, first and foremost. Have they ever invested in it? Have they bought something before? Yeah. Are they entrenched in it? Mm -hmm. But they put on a suit. They buy a car or lease a car that looks like it's professional enough. Yeah. And all the boxes could be ticked. They take some photos in front of a beautiful house that maybe isn't theirs. Mm Mm-hmm. And someone goes, wow, they're successful. Yeah. Or they stand in front of a couple of sold stickers over a six-month period. And, wow, that, that person's doing okay. They may not be, yeah. but they can easily make it look like they are. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So how do you uncover? What, yeah. how, do we, how do we uncover who's, who's legit? 
Oh, I have a look at their sales listings, like actually see, as you can see how many yeah, sales real estate agents are doing. Jump on realestate.com. Uh, you can see what properties they got listed, what properties they've sold. There is a mm -hmm. bank of them. But yep. again, I always say I don't mind how many someone sells. Mm -hmm. If they sell 200 or they sell 20, mm -hmm. I don't care how many they sell, how well are they doing it? Yes, that's, that's very so true. Because you could sell five houses a year. If, you, if you're the best person for the job, then I say yeah. go for it. Yeah. But if you're selling... 200 and you're sort of like a just in a, and out in like and out. a burger joint yeah. just mm, flipping just like out the burgers style. Yeah, I, yeah not not so great <laughs> and yeah. i think you've raised a really good point about um like are they living and breathing what they're doing as well because a lot of financial advisors i just heard this point one time is choose a financial advisor that's actually got wealthy from implementing their financial advice or rather than just because they're good at sales mm -hmm. and i think and that's why i have wanted to also do this podcast and also just present real people doing real, like achieving real things rather yeah. than just people pretending to be things that they're potentially not. And very, I'm very good as an accountant now to spot um, who are the fakers and who are actually legit. Yeah, mm. definitely not faking it. Mm. No, if, you are not. And if you ask That's me, why you're on this podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate it. I'm yeah. enjoying it a lot. But, yeah, if you ask me what to do i'll share what to do mm -hmm, and i yeah. can talk i can share it from personal experience yeah plus also client experience yes mm. so that all entwined yeah there's nothing really much left and yeah, what right. do you what is your tip or hashtag life hack to living an extraordinary life oh big one appreciate everything you do mm -hmm. be passionate about what you do enjoy what you do love what you do and then if you if you doing all of that and doing it to the best of your ability mm -hmm. i think you'll tick a lot of boxes and, I, and I, another quote i had once years ago that made sense to me was don't always be in a race to win but always do your best mm. because sometimes those winning aren't always doing their best yeah so no true. matter where you finish just always give it your best always mm -hmm. try and improve always try and ref refine yourself mm. yes oh alexi's business <laughs> Real estate agencies, refined real estate. Oh, I like and that. And it doesn't mean there. Always try to refine yourself. Ooh, that is going on as part of our so title. Good. <laughs> doesn't mean refined as in we're superior or or um, a little bit. <laughs> or, or you guys are a little bit superior. <laughs> or nose in the air or anything like that. It means refining, always improving, always trying to better ourselves, always trying to better our product mm -hmm. and our client experience. Yeah, mm, I love that. And also, if you are the ch if you're having a charity auction, mm. you need to get Alexi there. Absolutely, <laughs> he loves to bid. Mm. No, you love supporting, and part of your social media is you sharing your supporting a whole lot of sporting clubs. I do, and also you're obviously a fan and supporter of Puddle Jumpers, which was the charity auction that we had at our podcast launch. Why do you do these things? Why do you give back to the community? Because it feels good to give. Mm. And my saying, well, feel free to use it if you like. Mm, a, lot of people, a lot of people talk about give to get mm. and um, or give and you shall receive, yes. like all of that. Yep. Mine is give to give. I love yeah. that. So give it not expecting anything in return, mm -hmm. but be happy to give it. Yep. And when you're giving it to someone that leads it more than you do, um, it feels amazing. Mm. And when they get rewarded from what you've given them, I love it. it it's fills your heart. Yeah, got the golden nuggets there. And that was great. This is a really tough one, but I'm all about like just my children and thinking about this for what I'm creating for the future. What legacy are you creating? 
Think about Vero. Always, yeah, always trying to be a role model for for those around me that need role model that need some guidance or mm-hmm. some support or mm. just someone to look at and say, you know what, I like the way he does it. Yeah, or I like the way they do it. You know, it's real, it's authentic. It's and again, me more often than not, my mind's pretty good and my head's great, but I'm always from the heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Can I give it? Can I use this, the head? And the heart, and combine. I think that that's going to get you to where you need to get to. Mm. But those around you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're literally just delivering a message and they can hear it, but they don't feel it, mm. they won't do it. Yeah. But if they can feel it and they go, you know what he, what he says, he demonstrates. What yeah. he demonstrates, I'm learning from. Yeah. So those around me, my kids, my family, my legacy is my my children. Mm-hmm. I want them to be, you know, superstars. Mm. And how, that, how many kids do you have? Boy and girl, two. Oh, darling. How yeah. old are, oh, two. How old are they? Already my son is 16. Yeah. Daughter, 13. Yeah. I think we were actually at the real estate event where you won it in 2015, maybe, was yeah. it? I think we were there. And um, that was the – you took your son along to that. Mm. And that was a really pivotal moment in me just seeing a parent take a child to an event. Um, and it was so cool. Like, he looked like he was having the best time Ever did yeah, he good. did he like love going along tagging along with dad to the event? He did. I think Shane Crawford was the um, MC on that night. Yeah, and he got him to play the flute. At, the flute was broken though, <laughs> so he was a bit disappointed because he could actually play the flute. Yeah. <laughs> and he went to play it. It didn't really work, and he gave it back. And it's like it's okay, one moment. <laughs> but yeah, I was trying to demonstrate that there's such a support network for mm-hmm. anyone in life that that makes it anywhere, yeah. mm-hmm. and that support network should be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get my son up there to say, hey, it's, it's me, but it's also me and my family and my team, and my supporters. Mm-hmm. You know, there were 700 people in that room that night. Yeah. It was nice to have some acknowledgement where he felt special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, also. That was great. And also, I just wanted to, because I'm so curious now, because you hang around with um, quite some high-profile people and millionaires, and you were talking about having a student or tell us about you had the student talk to all these millionaires or what yeah. happened with that? So I, got, I get approached for work experience children from schools and stuff like yes. that and, yeah. and people that I know and yeah. they say, hey, my son's, do you mind if I spend some time? And I had one particular boy, Massimo Falco, his name is. Mm-hmm. He plays, Shout out to Massimo. <laughs> he plays soccer for Adelaide City. He's 16 and he's already okay. in wow. the first team squad. Mm. Awesome. So he's doing well and I feel like I can give him a few learnings from my soccer days. Yes, but not look at the girls on the side. No, I told him, focus, don't be distracted. <laughs> I've already had that chat with him. Oh, and I think he is focused. Yeah, yeah. He's at early stages, so it's mm-hmm. very easy to be focused early stages. A few years in, you yeah. might get somewhat more distracted. But mm-hmm. um, When the money comes along. The girls come along. <laughs> no, just the challenges that come along and the, and yeah, the yeah. constant grind that comes yeah. along. Oh, yeah. It's easy to make it in anything if it's easy, but... It's not easy. No. And that's mm. where it gets challenging. At the start, it's like, yeah, I can do this. The marathon's easy. Yeah. You know, 2Ks into your 40K marathon, <laughs> maybe it's not as easy or 10Ks in or 15Ks yeah. in, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But I I got him in front of it and as many influential people as I could. Mm-hmm. I saw some beautiful houses. I met some some of my clients that are builders, developers, yeah. investors, and some of them are worth 20, 30, 50 million. Mm-hmm. So I, I said to each and every one of them, can you give some Massimo some guidance on what it takes to be successful? Yeah. And pretty much they all repeat the same thing. Okay. What do they say? What do they say? One of the top three responses, like first, second or third, hard work. 
Mm-hmm. So if you think it's anything but hard work, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Passionate, love what you do. I had a new one though this time because I've I've got a few that have done it with me before, and two people on this occasion said um, honesty. Mm. So that was new. I hadn't heard that one before, but um, oh wow, we're now everyone's now being honest. Yeah, yeah. So, so they've really got to be honest. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think more be yourself. Like do love what you do, mm-hmm. and. They're all giving the same stuff, hard work, dedication, perseverance, persistence, yeah. all the stuff required to make it. And, yeah, it's good. it was even good for me to hear again because mm-hmm. you're hearing it again and you're going, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing yes. yes, I need to do more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And any final words before we wrap this podcast session up? Final words, thank you very much for having me. Oh, you, no, thank you. You, you, guys, you guys are amazing. I've seen this work that you do before. <laughs> yeah. And it looks incredible. It looks like it's a million dollar outfit. Absolutely. I'm so impressed. Looks, we are. You are. You're, you're a ten million. You're a hundred million dollar outfit. A billion, billion. Yeah. No, oh, thank you so awesome. much. Follow Alexi on Facebook. Yeah, and soon to be Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Great. Thank you. And um, if you need to sell a house, yeah, Alexi's your man. Have a chat to him. He can go global selling property, <laughs> but he does specialise in Adelaide. I do. Yeah, South Australia. Keep up the great work, girls. You're amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, thanks See, you so later. See you later. See you later. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We are getting awesome feedback from our viewers and listeners, and we want to hear from you. What was your key takeaway, your lessons learned, something you can relate to, or your aha moment, and share it on our Facebook and Instagram. You can also visit our sistersthatslay.com.au website to see what we've been up to. This podcast has been brought to you by Miriam's business, Fab Tax Accountants. We make your life easier, keep your books clean, and accounting and tax can even be fun so you can love your numbers.